from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. A man who might have much more insight than us because he's literally embedded with the Carolina Panthers right now is Sal Palantonio, ESPN. Actually, you know, Sal, I just used a gif of Bart Scott and you there, you know, having been told, can't wait. It, you live on forever thanks to that gif. And Bart Scott owes me a lot for that. I really made his TV career. You know that? I, 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 I'm on his show all the time, and I'm still waiting for at least a bottle of wine for me and my wife. Just one. Yeah, that's a little, little bit of a finder's fee, right, for uh, for yeah. making this happen. And, uh, he's on ESPN. He's on Get Up all the time. He's got his own radio show. Come on now. I love it. Sal Palantonio joining us. All right, so you, when did you start um, – when did you start the, this embedded process with the Panthers as they uh, started to make their way around the country and, and do their due diligence for what they're going to do Thursday night? Yeah, I've been weeks into this. Uh, we had our NFL matchup show on April 10th. So uh, two weeks before that, I started really making calls and trying to talk to people about these quarterbacks because each one of them is really different, uh, but each one of them is probably going to get picked. In the first round, uh, you know, the NFL's so quarterback needy now and teams get desperate and they sometimes overdraft quarterbacks. And for good reason. I mean, last year there were 68 quarterbacks that started a game in the NFL. That was the most in a non-strike year. So you got to have a quarterback. you got to draft a quarterback. you got to develop quarterbacks. you got to get them ready to start because eventually they are going to start a game when you got so many quarterbacks getting hurt and so many quarterbacks starting. So I got nine teams that are quarterback needy uh, in the first or second round, and I think five quarterbacks are going to go in the first round. Sal Palantonio, ESPN, joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. That's Joe Elvius. I'm Joe Giglio. Sal, it's a tribute to you. When I think of the Eagles, I think of you and your tremendous work. And I always, I kind of assume, though, that anybody who, like, even had a cup of coffee with the Eagles has a good relationship with you. So when you were getting ready to do this assignment, was Frank Reich eager to see you? Or or, or does not everybody who ever was an Eagle or worked for the Eagles love you the way that us as fans do? Well, I wouldn't say love. (laughs) But, yeah, I have pretty good relationships. I just saw Frank Reich, and uh, he just had his presser after practice here. And uh, we stopped in the hallway and we started talking and our conversation was interrupted by uh, the PR guy because Frank Reich had to go off to some meetings. So that's the kind of relationship that we have. You know, uh, we can just start talking football and family and uh, faith. And uh, I've always been uh, a real admirer of the way Frank handles his business as a person, as a father, as a husband, as a coach. Um, I think he's salt of the earth, and I think uh, the Panthers were right to hire him for sure. And I look at this team, and they're set up really, really well to develop a young quarterback, whoever it's going to be, most likely one, I would say 105%. It's going to be Bryce Young uh, because they've got you know some really good young coaching talent here in, in Josh McCown, and they've got some experience in Jim Caldwell and Frank Reich, and Andy Dalton's here. So uh, if this quarterback, whoever he is, probably Bryce Young, comes mm-hmm. in here and can't learn from these young these coaches, you know, he probably can't learn from anybody. But I don't think Bryce Young 
And studying him needs to be coached really hard because he's a charismatic guy who's got real leadership skills, uh, puts in the work, uh, not not afraid to be coached. Anybody comes out of Nick Saban is not afraid to be coached, just like Jalen Hurts, just like Tua, all those guys learn to be coached uh, very early on in their Alabama career, and I think he'll fit in just perfectly here. You actually answered my question before I was able to ask it, and that is, did the Panthers get it right? Because it does seem like... We talk about quarterbacks, but we never really talk about fit. And for the Panthers in their previous regime, they didn't have the right play caller. They didn't have the right system set up to for a young quarterback to be successful. So I'm just kind of you, – you, you already answered my question, but it does feel like the Panthers at least got this first part right in putting those coaches in place to, to get a young quarterback in there to build the franchise around. I think that they did. <clears throat> but let's talk about fit because fit is important. Uh, when you're taking a quarterback with the number one pick. So there's two issues here. Uh, One is whether or not he can fit in with this coaching staff and what they want to do. And you got to remember now, Scott Fitterer was the director of college scouting with the Seahawks in 2012 when they selected Russell Wilson. He was 5'11", but he is still 5'11". They started him as a rookie. Uh, he played every game. They went 11-5, and five, and the formula was this, 24 passing attempts per game, so they limited the number of passing attempts. They led the league in rushing attempts. They led the league in points allowed. And that's the formula that they will try to bring with Bryce Young to this football team. Now, of course, a major difference in drafting a 5-11 quarterback in the third round then drafting a 5'10 quarterback with the first overall pick and investing four draft picks in your best wide receiver to go up and get him. So there is that gamble. It is a huge gamble. Let's not try to undersell it or soft sell it. A 5'10 quarterback has never won a playoff game at the NFL level. So they have to believe that Bryce Young is an outlier and that what they're trying to put into place for Bryce Young can work. Mm-hmm. Sal Palantonio joining us, ESPN. He's embedded with the Carolina Panthers. They've got the first pick in the draft tomorrow. We'll have ESPN radio coverage here on 99.9 The Fan when the draft starts up. WREL will have a draft special tomorrow as well leading up to all that coverage. All right, so let's discuss overcoming the frame. And the one thing that Scott Fitterer has mentioned is Russell Wilson. I think we all understand there's a little bit of a difference in that frame. But then there's the S2 cognitive test that really has – uh, kind of gone mainstream this draft. It's no, been, hasn't it? it? It's been around for a couple years, but it's really gone mainstream this yeah. go-round because yeah. for two reasons. The Panthers have the, – these people around the Panthers have promoted the idea that he aced the thing, and then you got the flip side of it where you've got C.J. CJ Stratt of Ohio State saying, look, man, I'm a football player, not a test taker. I think that – I'm paraphrasing here, but that's what he said. How do you – when you talk to people within the organizations, it's clearly a tool – but it's got to be interesting for you, from your perspective, that it's been leaked out as a mainstream reason to take a guy or maybe stay away from a guy. Yeah, I think the correct term is leaked, for sure, absolutely, uh, as a justification. And they're already talking about um, nutritionally, they're going to bulk him up a little bit, mm-hmm. for sure. 
uh, that, you know, listen, he even talked about. Sal, you don't believe that, though, do you? Uh, It's easy to do in North Carolina. A little Bojangles, some cookout. (laughs) The nutrition thing doesn't fly with me, Sal. It can't with you either. He's got to go from, where is he, maybe 200? He's not. I mean, what do you have to do through 17-game season and practices to go from 200? You probably, with all that, without the right nutrition, you probably lose 10 to 15 pounds. So you got to keep it on. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just saying it it implies that almost like he was at some school – that, that couldn't afford a training table. Like, he was at Alabama. He was at the 33rd NFL team. So, yeah. I, I mean. So, so I'm not saying he's going to go to 230. Right. I'm, and I'm not saying that I buy it. Yeah. I'm saying this was the just, you asked me about what was leaked and, you know, as a justification. And I'm saying this has already been put out there that, you know, this is one of the things they're going to do. And, you know, he's got to learn to slide, the baseball side, mm-hmm. and all that. Protect his head when he hits the turf. Uh, so he doesn't get a concussion a la Tua. So, you know, there's a lot of stuff being put out there to sort of justify the pick. Sal Palantonio, ESPN, we appreciate the time. And uh, so w- now that you've been around the team, you know, what what can people expect, you know, draft night uh, about the Panthers is, you know, there's all the lead up and the features and everything else. What do you got cooking? Well, we'll be live. Um you know, throughout the day tomorrow, we did a couple of reports today. Mm-hmm. I talked to GM Scott Fitterer today. That's on TV. And, um, you know, that's basically the way we cover the draft. But I don't expect there to be too much drama other than maybe the Panthers try to move up. I'm surprised you haven't asked me a question by, about the Jacksonville Jaguars, frankly. And what um, – well, see, for us, we've actually been kind of fascinated by the Texans, right? So, you know, we talked to our friend Jonathan Alexander from the Houston Chronicle yesterday where there's the speculation that they won't take a quarterback, that they'll take Will Anderson, uh, and that the Panthers are very hell-bent on making that first pick in the draft, and they'd have to be wowed to move out of it. But uh, what what do you got here with the Jacksonville Jaguars? No, I'm just saying I think the Jaguars are poised to really take a next step. I mean, after making the playoffs in Doug Peterson's first year, you know, they can – they got – Number 24, number 56, and number 88. Mm-hmm. Three three picks in the top 88. That's pretty good. Um, you know, they, they're going to be in a, in a really good spot, I think, to really help that defense. To me, that's where they got to go. Uh, you know, they, they scored over 400 points last year. 400 points is always the benchmark to me to make the playoffs if you score 400. Uh, uh, now, if they can get 350 points allowed – down to 325, 320, 310, you know, they're going to win 12 games. So I think they really got to help their defense a little bit with some young talent, especially in the secondary, not give up some big plays, um, uh, explosive plays. I think I think they're going to be in good shape. I really do. Sal Palantonio, ESPN, we appreciate the time, and we will talk to you at some point during the season and see how the Panthers uh, are cooking then. Thanks. Okay. Nutritionally, I'm going to spend the rest of my day getting nutritionally right. (laughs) For middle-aged guys like us, we forgot what that was like. Middle-aged? I'm way past middle-aged, man. (laughs) Thanks, Sal. We appreciate it. (laughs) Bye-bye. It's the OG. I mean, you were having a cookout shake earlier today. Yeah. I fear fear Sal misinterpreted what I was saying there. Sal's from New New York, New Jersey. Yeah. When I hear people, and he's not the only one saying the nutrition thing. Yes. When I hear people say about... Bryce Young, as if like he was an immigrant off of the boat 
and he had been, you know, no, subs- no, 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 he had no, no, been no. living I think, on I think, like ramen noodles no, no, and no, no, mac no, no. and cheese for the last four years. I don't think there's any misinterpretation. I think I think what you said is actually the right way to go about. It's not where he's coming from some country where right. you know they've they've, they've this got is not prob- a guy hunger problems. All of a sudden, who it's, they're going to be like. But they keep selling this. The They're Panthers. coming from Alabama. Yeah, it's but the coming Panthers from Alabama. keep selling this line as if, oh no no no, our nutritionists are going to save the day. But that's typical. That's it is. T- but that's typical of NFL it team is. that they believe that whatever they're doing is different than everybody wasn't else. That, but was it? Weren't they voted like the best something on that they players? Do, yeah, they do have. They, they, do they have get the, They do have the best nutrition. But again, we have to remember that in college. That money's not being spent on the players, so where does it get right. spent? It gets spent on the facilities. It gets spent on trainers. Like, how many control coaches does Alabama have? A how lot. many rehab projects does Nick Saban bring in every year? Tommy Reese is the latest <laughs> one, right? So, I get, to me, you're right when you bring up, like, let's not act like Bryce Young is coming from a impoverished D2 school that can barely keep the lights on, all right? He's coming from Alabama that has a better facility than a lot of NFL teams. So, yeah, it, it is. But, again, I, I counter that by saying that is typical of the hubris of any NFL team. Yes, that feels in all like, departments. In, right. And, any, and, and even the worst-run NFL teams still feel that they're better or they do it right. I'm sure in Cincinnati they think, well, oh, no, we're doing it right. <laughs> no, we're doing it right on the cheap. We're just doing it cheaper. We're doing it more efficiently. Anyway, it's the OG. I'm here with Coach Pete from Capital Financial Advisory Group. Coach, what is the ideal time to shift to retirement planning? Yeah, I think the minute you start working, you need to start thinking about retirement. It's very important as you approach retirement to make sure you have all your ducks in a row. So we spend a lot of time. I'm a retirement income certified professional. I am trained to put together a lifetime income plan. Go ahead and give them a call. Capital Financial Advisory Group, 800-691-3215. Make sure they know you heard about it right here on The Drive or text TIM to 600-700. That's T-I-M to 600-700. Aaron. You've got yourself in a tizzy. Yeah, because Aaron, I'm seeing, Aaron these, I'm seeing these quotes from today. Because he had his presser today. He's in, like Aaron, in New York, right? Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. This isn't a this isn't a one and done in my mind. This is a commitment. I'm trying not to curse, buddy, buddy. You have actively been telling people that you don't know if you're even going to play next year. So essentially, what you're saying, oh Packers, we love you. I love you so much. Thank you for the memories. But when he says this, he's basically admitting, yeah, the last three years, I didn't give a damn about you. He said, he's I'm still showing mad up about to, Jordan Love. I'm. Sh- he said, I'm showing up to practice tomorrow. Oh, you mean like unlike the last three years where you should have been breaking in your new wide receivers to get comfortable with the upcoming season? Oh, now you're showing up to practice. Like if I'm a Packers fan, I am like, screw you, dude. Screw you. You good for nothing one Super Bowl QB? The baddest man on the planet who kept getting schooled at the worst possible moments after the fact. Anyway, now I'm all worked up. I can't, I cannot wait for this to fail. I am absolutely going to enjoy. I'm going to take great joy in how badly this is going to fail in New York. The New York, I might just do if, a New York paper. I'm like, I might go subscribe. I might get them delivered to me. Maybe I should talk to Paul, our boss, if we can expense the post and the daily news to the station every day so I can just cover myself in newspaper and laugh at the headlines. 
that they're going to create over this man. If he somehow, if this was a bizarro world where he was being traded to the New York Giants, I would say, you know what? He's going to have him in the Super Bowl. But no. But he's in the the much. There's a real chance. Now, I will say there is a real chance they could get to the Super Bowl. There's a real chance. No, there's not. I think there's an equal chance that they could miss the playoffs. Yes. That's where. They're going to miss the playoffs. I'm calling it right now. They I, are I, missing the playoffs. I kind of feel like there will be no in-betweens here. Yeah, there's no. There will be no half measures there won't. here. There won't. Hank. No, you're right about that. All right, let's answer Let's answer some Hey Joe questions. Joe Talk about something else. Hey Joe is brought to you by Oak City Sports Cards. OakCitySportsCards.com from Woj. Hey Joe, would you let your sons play for Coach Deion Sanders? You mean Coach Prime? And that cowboy hat. Love the cowboy hat. Yeah, so too long, didn't read version. I believe Colorado, after their spring game, is down to, what, 18 scholarship players? It is something wild. Yes. It's nuts. <laughs> they have to add, like, 60 dudes through the portal. Now, it's I, I, there's, there's, two, there's two things about this. On one hand... On one hand, we should be thanking Deion Sanders for showing the transactionary business-like... Yes. Yes. Environment that college football really is. Yes. Yes. yes that's we exactly thank him it. For that. That's exactly part, it. Because a big he's, ex- part of me, he's exposing this. A big part of me just wants to thank him for it. Yes. But you have to refer to him as Coach Prime. That's the part that I... But he is absolutely exposing the hypocritical way that we talk about the selfish nature of college players and transferring. There's no commitment anymore. Deion Sanders literally took that job... Had the room gathered, and and he said, I want you to look to the guy next to you. Now look to the other guy. Look behind you. None of you will be here in a couple of months. Straight up said, you guys suck, and I'm going to bring in new guys. To which, the dudes who cape up for Deion Sanders, he's like, well, that roster was terrible. I'll go, oh, so now it's okay for the transactional nature of a coach to tell them, you don't belong here. Go find somewhere else. But when a player wants to find a better situation, a, a place that they can better suit their needs, now they're bad. It's the end of college football. The transfer portal is the end of it. Oh, got it. End college sports. Got it, got it, got it, got it. Just want, I just want to make that clear. The other thing that I don't like about Deion Sanders, I guess in a way, is, dude, there's, a, there's an etiquette to this. You're not saying the right words. Everything you're saying makes sense to me. But you're saying it in a way that's so crass that I'm like, I can't get with you, man. At least try to fake it. Anyway. He's, he's never been accused of having too much polish. This is a good point. This is a good point. They had like 45,000 people show up for their spring game. That was wild. They had 2,000 people show up to the spring game last <laughs> What's year. What's really wild about that is basically it's going to be his kid. Yes. And the transfer from, you know, was it Travis, Jackson State. Travis Hunter, I Travis think. Hunter, yeah. It's like him and his kid, that'll be it. That, and 68 new players. Next up. I got a proposition for you. All right, next up from Andrew. Hey, Joe, was it a troll when Steve Levy said the K's power play was Edmonton Euler-like? <laughs> Well, I was at the game last night. I did not hear the ESPN broadcast, uh, and typically, uh, not typically, I am watching the Bally broadcast um, when it's available locally. I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ha- I'm gonna make an admission. I'm not one that gets too wrapped up in how ESPN presents things. Okay, and last year when they were goo goo gaga for the Rangers. It was a bit much. But but I expect that yeah. out of ESPN, 
because their decisions in programming and who they hire have been very New York-centric. Now, there's a longer conversation as to why they found themselves in this situation. But when they talk about the Rangers on an ESPN broadcast, it's the same way that ESPN loses their mind over the Knicks anytime they win two games together. All right? I mean, when when Lynn's sanity was a thing, they couldn't stop talking about the Knicks. All right? So I expect that from the Rangers. This is the Islanders we're talking about. Is Linda Cohn still with ESPN? I hope so. I think she's still with ESPN. Yeah. I love Linda Cohn. She's an Islanders person. And I'm wondering if she's the one who's making programming decisions. If Steve Levy's just doing this like, hey, Linda, this one's for you. Okay? Because that's, that's the only theory that makes sense to me as to why even the ESPN main Twitter account was actively rooting for the Islanders last night. Like, oh, look at the Islanders getting back into this. I'm like, what are you doing? It's very strange behavior Maybe for the Bo Islanders. Fans. I don't know. They just want to see a return. Maybe they're all Billy Joel fans. I have no idea. Next up. How you doing? From Iron Caniac, staying with the Canes. Are they, with their hard work and do everything right, but nothing comes easy, misfortunes, the NHL team equivalent of Frank Grimes? <laughs> I say... There's a deep Simpsons cut right there. Oh, I'm like, I don't know who that is. Yeah, Frank, here, hold on a second. Let me let me pull this up. Let me go to the Simpsons wiki <laughs> to explain Frank Grimes to you. Uh, Frank Grimes is a self-declared enemy of Homer Simpson. Grimes serves as the main antagonist of various episodes. Frank Grimes was a hard worker who had to earn everything in life the hard way. He was also irritable, grumpy, and easily annoyed, particularly by the actions of his co-worker, Homer Simpson. Ah, okay. So maybe that is the Canes. They do everything the right way, they're hard work, and they're doing their thing, and they're still finding themselves losing games like last night, which had nothing to do with actual hockey, just hockey gods. Somebody worked really hard on that, so let's just give them a gold star. Fair enough. Next up. Whoa. All right, our last Hey Joe question from Daniel. What's their bigger self-owned DeSantis pissing off Disney or Dylan Brooks calling LeBron old? Uh, push. Push, although one didn't get the other one sued, like what happened today uh, with, with Disney. When are you all going to learn that the mouse does not play, guys? <laughs> the mouse does not play one bit. But, yeah, Dylan Brooks probably is a bigger self-owned because – uh, he wanted to be the main character, and when he turned himself into the main character, he suddenly wanted to stop talking. Classic stuff. Classic stuff. And the Lakers are going to move on. Are you struggling to get a good night's sleep? Look no further than Parkway Sleep. For 20 years, we have been your locally owned and operated sleep center. I'm Brandon Giggling, president of Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Did you know that people are waiting a staggering six to eight months for a sleep study at other sleep labs? At Parkway, we understand the importance of your sleep needs. That's why we offer openings within weeks, not months, saving you time. Don't let sleepless nights take over your life. Visit us today at parkwaysleep.com. Parkway Sleep Health Centers. Sound sleep, sound health. 